welcome to the Absolute Recap Biology Edition, where we aim to maximize your understanding and minimize your need for memorization. Each episode will recap content, skills, and test-taking tips to help you succeed in May. I'm your host, Melanie Kingett, and your recap starts now. Hi, and welcome to the Absolute Recap Biology Edition. Today's episode will recap epistasis. Let's zoom out. We're in Unit 5, Heredity, Topic 5.4. Our big idea is information storage and transmission. Let's say that you've been begging your parents for a dog for years. I told you never to bring a dog into this house. And they finally agree. You've had your heart set on a yellow lab and hear that your next-door neighbors are expecting a litter any day. Excited, you and your mom go visit the expecting puppy parents. Oh no, says your mom. I'm sorry. Both parents are black labs. We can try another litter. But you're not discouraged. You remember what you learned in AP Bio and know that if these parents are heterozygous, there is a 25% chance of yellow lab puppies due to epistasis. Let's zoom in. Time for a word nerd moment. Epistasis from the Greek. Epi, meaning upon, and stasis, a stopping or standing. So, epistasis, something on top of something else which stops it? (laughs) Pretty much. Epistasis occurs when the phenotypic expression of one gene affects the expression of another gene. Sometimes it depends on the other gene for expression, while other times it masks or covers up a gene's expression. You won't find the term epistasis in the 224-page AP Bio course exam description, or CED. However, it provides another example of non-Mendelian genetics at work. Consider a dihybrid cross between the two black labs. Each are heterozygous for the B allele and E allele with the genotype of capital B lowercase b, capital E lowercase e. Foiling for gametes to represent independent assortment, each parent produces capital B capital E, capital B lowercase e, lowercase b capital E, and lowercase b lowercase e. Since there are four unique gametes for each parent, This dihybrid cross completes a true 4x4, 16-box Punnett square. Okay, that was easy so far. Seems like a pretty normal genetics problem to me. What makes it epistatic? It all comes down to interpretation. If this were normal dominance Mendelian genetics, we would expect a 9 to 3 to 3 to 1 phenotypic ratio. Remember round or wrinkled green and yellow peas? Mendel's experiments. But we don't see that at all. There are only three phenotypic expressions in the offspring, nine black labs, three chocolate labs, and four yellow labs. What's this all about? Chocolate? Where did that come from? I thought we were hoping for yellow. Let me explain. If you were to find yourself faced with the opportunity to hunt for buried treasure, and you had the option of either A, going on that treasure hunt with an experienced adventurer and access to the treasure map, or two, winging it and just figure it out as you go. Now, winging it is admittedly very exciting, but the phrase, I'll figure it out as I go, is usually the last thing I say before getting very lost or spending hours digging through the trash for the furniture assembly instructions I said I didn't need. An experienced adventurer and access to the treasure map is probably the smartest option. Now swap out the word treasure map with study guide, adventurer with teacher, and buried treasure with educational aspirations, and... I don't know where I was going with that.
But what I do know is that we have study guides, virtual classrooms, and tutoring sessions available now at www.theabsoluterecap.com. Now back to the recap. The genotypes of these dogs are unique, with some variants having no effect on phenotype. In instances where variance exists, I will express that as a dash. Okay, the genotype of all of the black labs is capital B dash, capital E dash. That's right. So long as the offspring has at least one dominant allele for each, they will express the black phenotype. The genotype of the chocolate labs is lowercase b, lowercase b, capital E dash. The genotype of the yellow labs is dash dash, lowercase e, lowercase e. The inheritance of the B allele cannot be expressed at all if recessive for E. The dog can be homozygous or heterozygous, dominant or recessive for B, and still, homozygous recessive for E prevails. Yellow lab phenotype. Epistatic interactions don't always have to be in opposition. Consider a dihybrid heterozygous cross between two wheat plants. Wheat kernel color is determined by the actions of two genes. Both gene A and gene B can produce the precursor molecule for pigmentation. So the presence of either or both genes will result in pigmented kernels. Only a double homozygous recessive, lowercase aa, lowercase bb, will lack pigment. The resulting phenotypic ratio in the dihybrid cross is therefore 15 to 1. When you approach epistatic problems, remember that a two-gene interaction typically has a phenotypic ratio that totals 16. In these instances, we are assuming the interacting genes are not linked and are still sorting independently into gametes. The interaction between alleles and their effect on phenotype will likely involve protein expression in a pathway. This level of understanding would require more information from the genetics prompt. Time for unit connections. Don't forget your chromosome structure and DNA organization from Unit 1. Unit 4 discusses cell communication, which may be intertwined with epistatic protein pathways. This also connects to Unit 6 with transcription and translation. All right, what about the exam? Any use of epistasis on the exam will likely be part of a larger FRQ prompt or multiple choice question. You will not be expected to recall specific examples, but the best way to prepare is to get comfortable being uncomfortable when phenotypic ratios look wonky. To recap, epistasis is a type of non-Mendelian inheritance where one gene interferes with the expression of another gene. The resulting phenotypic ratios vary greatly as traits are partially masked, hidden, or expressed. Coming up next on the Absolute Recap Biology Edition, codons. Today's question of the day is about experiments. What famous mouse study connects epigenetics, diet, and obesity? For the answer to the question of the day, please follow us on Instagram at The Absolute Recap. That's the A-P-S-O-L-U-T-E Recap. Check out our website, theabsoluterecap.com, for episode schedules, study guides, virtual tutoring, and to sign up for our virtual classroom. The Absolute Recap is produced by Brad Kingett with music by Zach Caruso. Today's episode was written by me, Melanie Kingett. Thanks for subscribing, and don't forget to rate and review wherever you get podcasts. Time's up, pencils down. Thank you for listening to the Absolute Recap Biology Edition. AP is a registered trademark of the College Board. Copyright 2020, Absolute Recap LLC, all rights reserved.